Welcome to another Cheeky Scientist Industry Career Podcast. I'm Isaiah Henkel, your host, and today we have on Donna Serdula. Donna is a LinkedIn profile writer and LinkedIn profile optimization specialist. Uh, she specializes in engaging, uh, in crafting engaging, targeted, and highly compelling LinkedIn profiles. Um, uh, we've worked with Donna uh, in, in, as part of the Cheeky Scientist Association, and she is incredible at helping PhDs craft their LinkedIn profiles uh, so they, that they get noticed by recruiters and hiring managers. And she's going to share a lot of her tips and strategies uh, with you during this, this podcast. Uh, Donna also has a best-selling uh, book called LinkedIn Makeover, Professional Secrets to a Powerful LinkedIn Profile. Uh, and during this podcast, a lot of different topics are going to be touched on, including uh, everything from helping you create the right profile picture to, to show that you have industry credibility and, and you're not just another academic, how to create a headline that's both professional and personal, personable, uh, how to create a summary that, that is uh, very engaging and, and displays results that you've achieved that, again, are also packed with the keywords that hiring managers and recruiters uh, will be able to key in on and find. Uh, so lots of different topics covered. Uh, this, is a, this is a great podcast. Uh, again, spe special thank you to our Cheeky Scientist Associates. Uh, you guys will continue to get all of uh, the live webinars and podcasts and, and the, and the full-length podcasts uh, sent to you and sent to you first. Um, for the rest of you, uh, we, we are starting to uh, send these out so that you can get the information you need to transition into the industry position that you want. So we have on Donna Sardula today, and we're going to get started and jump right into the podcast. Okay, so 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 Donna, thanks for thanks for coming on today. Uh, I appreciate this. And uh, you know, a, a first question that I have, and this is a question that, that I've gotten a lot too, is that, that you know LinkedIn has seemed to have taken over the professional world. Uh, there's there's no really escape from it. And we hear a lot of a lot of different conflicting views. You know, that LinkedIn matters when it comes to getting employed. That LinkedIn you know doesn't matter. Some employers don't look look at these. You know, don't look at social media. Uh, mm. But but. But I do think it's highly influential. I've seen it, you know, get people jobs. Uh, it's a great networking tool. If, if people want to present themselves effectively in the corporate world, it is LinkedIn useful? And can you tell us about why it's so important, or if it's important, to have a LinkedIn profile yeah. today in today's world? Well, you know, I... I believe that LinkedIn is absolutely uh, imperative in this day and age. Uh, they have there's 313 million users currently on LinkedIn, so they have quite an audience. But what I think is most important is that it's a professional audience, and so. You're, you're, we're not dealing with kids, right? We're not dealing with um, just you know people posting pictures of, of their their favorite soccer teams. We're really dealing with people who are career focused, and LinkedIn isn't just a social network; it's a professional network, mm. and it, it's 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 a sales tool. It's a, it's a job tool, and the one thing you have to recognize is the power of branding. And in this day and age, it's a Google world. You know, at one time, you had a problem, you, you, you needed a solution, you'd go to the library or you'd open up an encyclopedia. Nowadays, uh, you, just, you just go to your computer, you go, or you go to your, your, your phone, and, and you Google it. And so people are Googling you. They're researching you. And you can control 
how they perceive you through your LinkedIn profile. Because more often than not, when people Google you, they're Googling your name. They're not Googling your, your company. And so when they hit your LinkedIn profile, this is the story that you have to tell. This is how you want people to perceive you. And that's very, very powerful. Hmm. Now that's you know, a great answer, and I completely agree. You know, I, I, I call it controlling the conversation, and, and that's, you know, that's exactly what you said. And, and uh, I really like your explanation. And you know, a funny story for myself, when I first started looking for my first career after graduate school, I had not considered LinkedIn or you know, any of the other tools. And, and then somebody told me, you know what, your interviewers are probably Googling your name as soon as yeah. you know, you, they get your resume. And I was like, what? I wonder what comes up. So I, I typed in my yeah. name, and it was something from like five years ago about me losing some sports match from however long. It said I, and, and the first line was, Isaiah Henkel loses big. <laughs> and this oh is the my first goodness. thing Yeah, so, but you're right. You can you know, control and, the conversation with LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, and if you think about it, what do most people do? They copy and paste their resume. Mm. And, and, and then you, but you look at the resumes, and your LinkedIn profile is not your resume. You know, your LinkedIn, your, your resume is just your professional past. It's what you've done. And more often than not, when people copy and paste their resume into their LinkedIn profile, they do it like three years ago. And so it's already dreadfully out of date and dull and boring, as you know, yes. as you can believe. And so when people do search and they find this out of date, dull, you know, resume, it's, it's not inspiring. It's not interesting. It really, you know, people want to learn more about you, you know, so don't just, you know, rehash that resume, really give them something that's different, something that's compelling, you know, and you're, you're, like I said, your resume is your professional past, your LinkedIn profile is your career future. It's who you are. It's why a person should like you. It's, it's your digital introduction. It's your first impression, you know, really make it shine. So, so should people just copy their resume and paste it into their LinkedIn profile? Never, never. <laughs> Not even if you're looking for a job. You, you, yes. What you really want to do is you want to look at your LinkedIn profile and you want to say to yourself right up front, what, what is my goal? What am I trying to do? Who is my target audience? Mm. And what are my keywords? And once you have those those answers to those three questions, then you can write very strategically in that direction for that audience. And, you know, that's the problem most people have is they look at their LinkedIn profile and they, they just fill out the fields. Mm. You know, but when you fill out the fields, you're just writing what you want to say. You're not writing what other people need to know about you to form the right impression, to, to form the right opinion of you. And so, you know, you really do want to be very strategic, and you want to think in terms of what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Only then can you reach that goal. Great. Well, okay, let's say you have the perfect LinkedIn profile. So, so what do you do from there? How do you go about connecting? I get a lot of questions about how you should connect on LinkedIn, and if you should only connect to people you already know, or should you ac accept invitations from strangers? Maybe you can help us out in this yeah. area. Well, you know, there are two schools of thought, right? There's the, the close networkers, and then there's the open networkers. And the close networkers say, I'm only going to connect to the people that I am close to, people that I know and I trust, I've met, I feel good about. And, I, and, and those people have a very small, tight close-knit network, and that's awesome. You know, there, it gives a lot of benefit. 
um, because you know that you can recommend everyone there. You can um, you can reach out. You know you can you know really see those inside connections because you know those people, and that's a wonderful thing. But there is a reason to think in terms of perhaps widening that network. And the reason for that is a lot of times people are on LinkedIn because they want to find opportunity. Mm. And when you want to get when you want to find opportunity that means getting found by people who are looking for someone like you. It's also finding people who can help you. Now typically these are people that you don't already know and trust because if you already knew and trust them you would have reached out to them, right? So yeah. <laughs> So with LinkedIn, when you search LinkedIn, you are not searching the entire LinkedIn database. You are only searching your network. Your network extends three degrees out. It's the people you know, those people that are your first degree, the people that they know, and the people they know. And so if you want to be found by more people, you need to be in more networks. Hmm. And so it would behoove you (laughs) to connect (laughs) with people that you don't always know so well, or maybe you don't trust so well, or maybe you just yes. don't, um, you know, but, but be open. And what I say is this, you can be a conservative open networker. I mean, I'm in, in no way saying that you just go out willy-nilly, connect low and wide, but what you want to do is you want to, if a person does want to connect with you, you might not know them, check out their profile. Do they, if they look hinky, no words. Don't connect. But yes. if they look like a professional, someone who, who could potentially help you or might know people that, that you might want to know, connect with them. Why mm. not? Right? When you yeah. go to a networking event, you don't just you know, stay in the corner talking to the people you know and trust. No, you, you venture out. You shake hands. You kiss babies. That's the power of networking. That's how you find opportunity. And that's you know, a good idea with, with LinkedIn is to, to vary up that, that network a little bit. I agree. That that's that's a great uh, synopsis. Thanks. And you know, my rule is if they have a picture, you know, I'll, I'll usually accept. No picture. Yeah, me too. Not. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. If a person won't post a picture, they're hiding something. They're not really <laughs> yeah. serious. And so yes. I, that's that's usually for me. Okay. So so you got you have a profile. You've been networking. Things are growing. Things are growing. You know, going really well. When do you need to start, you know, maybe making some changes or additions to your profile so you can continue, you know, to build up your your LinkedIn presence? Sure. Well, you know, with with LinkedIn, fresh profiles fare better in search results. And so it actually is a good idea to go in every couple weeks and maybe even more often than not. And just, you know, put a little changes in there every now and then. Because with LinkedIn, you know, as, they're, they, as a person does these, you know, keyword searches, you know, uh, LinkedIn is looking and they're saying, wait, this person has just refreshed, they just, you know, updated their, their profile. Clearly this information is really fresh and they're active and they're serious. I'm going to bump them up to the top of the search results. Mm. So it's actually a good thing to update your profile, you know, a little bit more often than you'd probably think about. Um, so, but here's the other thing you have to recognize, you know, it's when you do your LinkedIn profile, it's just a snapshot during that time, right? But you're always changing, you're always growing, and you do want to make sure that, you know, other than those tiny little tweaks that I'm talking about, but you also want to make sure that your profile does reflect you, who you are. And so as you get um, awards and honors as you, you know, you know, keep going with your experience, you're always going in there and you're, you're making sure that your LinkedIn profile is reflective of who you are today. 
Okay. Well, yeah, and what about the opposite? Are there things that you should keep out? So we talked about the awards, honors, putting those in, you know, adding to it. If you have a, you know, a break in employment, uh, you know, a, a gap year, what should, you, what should you put in in this case or should you just not put anything in? Well, you know, I think you have to be strategic, and you really have to figure out what what actually represents you, what reflects you in the best manner. And you know, in certain situations, it's a good idea to have that you know that 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 uh you know that little in between job represented. But you know, maybe a year or two afterwards, that's something you can wipe free. It's you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. really take you to that next level so you can you can wipe that one off but it really is just about how do you want to present yourself what makes sense to that portrait of who you who you are how you want to be perceived and yes. so you know sometimes you want to keep it in sometimes you don't i mean i just think just i think it was just last year i had gone through my experiences and you know i wiped out a few of those because it doesn't really add up to the sum total of how i want to be perceived does that make yeah. sense yeah, yeah, it does. And, you know, I'm, I'm really fascinated by this idea of keyword optimization. So, you know, how would, as an example, I work with a lot of people that are, are trying to transition from academia into industry, into these industry-type jobs, corporate-type type jobs, nonprofit environments. Uh, where can they get started with a keyword strategy for doing that? You know, what kind of advice would you have for someone in that situation going from, sure. let's say, getting out of college or getting a, even a higher level degree like a PhD and going in, into business? What they have to do is they they have to recognize that when people are sourcing for a job, they don't know your name. <laughs> so, but they do know the skill sets, the keywords, the abilities, the strengths that a person that would be perfect for this position should have. And so what they're going to do is they're not going to type in their name. They're going to type in these keywords. And what you want to do is you really want to figure out, okay, what are these keywords for these, these jobs that, I'm, that you know, I want to get into? Yes. Once you understand what those skill sets are, those strengths, those core competencies, basically the keywords, you want to make sure that you infuse those keywords into your profile. And the thing here, and this is what you really need to remember, is a profile cannot be found for keywords that aren't in there, right? So your profile will never get found for keywords that, that aren't already on that profile. So you need to make sure you have the right keywords in your profile. Only then will you get found. All right? And what's a good place to start with these keywords? Is it, is it the same thing for Google in general, like the, the, the keyword tool um, or...? I, I would say one, I would first do some, I'd Google for job descriptions. And you can always like highlight everything within that job description and paste it into Wordle.net. That's a word cloud generator. That'll give you an idea of what the, the, the most weighted, the most important words are. So that'll Wordle give you an idea. Net? Wordle.net? Wordle.net. W-O-R-D-L-E.net. Okay. So that's one way of starting. The other thing is look for people who already hold that position and look at their profile and yes. go through and see what words they use. And that will give you another you know, idea of what are the, those, those big keywords that you need to have reflective in your, reflecting, reflective in your profile. Yes, no, that, that's great advice. And, and you know, going back to the idea of these academics trying to get business jobs, is there anything else besides keywords that might help? I mean, should they list their publications, for example, in, in a corporate job? 
Well, you know what? I think the one thing now, I, in addition to you know our LinkedIn profiles, we you know we also help with you know resumes and stuff, and so I've seen a lot of academic resumes and. Mm they're long. <laughs> there's, yes. there's a lot of minutiae in there. And so I would have to say you have to be careful. All right. So, you know, if, if you're an academic and you're looking for another academic job, then of course, you're going to post all of those publications. But if you're an academic and you're going to a corporate type of setting, you might want to be a little bit more selective and you might want to edit it down a little bit. All right. Mm. So maybe instead of having, you know, 50, Maybe you have your top five or your top ten. Yes. All right. So, yeah. so be careful because in the corporate world, they're going to look at it and they're going to be overwhelmed by the sheer amount. So just, just be careful and, and really present the best, the top. And then, of course, if that's something they're really interested, you can always submit you know, a, a document with everything listed. No, that's great. And you know, it comes back to your theme, right? Be strategic. So that, that's, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So what about, what about the headline, you know, the, the, these two sections, the headline section and the summary section. So I got, I got a lot of questions here. They're very different. I mean, in terms of utilizing the word limit, I mean, what, what ideally should we be putting in these two sections? Sure. So, you know, think of the headline as a headline in a newspaper, right? It should compel a person to want to read more. And yet, most people just utilize the default LinkedIn setting, which is your, your, your last job and the company do is you really want to um, create a headline that, you know, of course, you know, states that the, the title, because that, you know, at least, you know, the title that you're aiming for, you want to have some keywords of some of those top skill sets, those, those top keywords, and you want to have a benefit statement to really show how you help. And so that's really what you want to do, but you only have 120 characters, and so it's really, really hard. Um, what, what I always suggest is uh, just visit my website, linkedin-makeover.com. I, I give away um, my LinkedIn headline generator, which is a guide, um, and it gives you the five steps that you need to do to generate a really compelling, really interesting LinkedIn headline. Um, but it, it does. It helps you find your, your top keywords, your benefit statement, and it allows you to get something that's really interesting and compelling. Well, great. Thank you for that. So that's at linkedinmakeover.com. Um, yep. And you just look on the right-hand side. There's a little picture of the LinkedIn headline generator. Just put in your email, and I, I email it off to you. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Donna. Um, and, and so this is a question that, that, that I'm very interested in, you know, hearing your response to. We have a lot of people, you know, we, we, again, we work with PhDs, and, and sometimes they go on to do multiple things. They go on to do side consulting gigs, uh, you know, have more than one job, basically. H how do you present this on LinkedIn? What, what's the best way to present, you know, if you have multiple things that you're doing together so that it's not confusing? You know, it's first you have to make sure that all of those current gigs, all those current jobs make sense on your LinkedIn profile. Mm. And so I often get calls from people that they'll say things like, you know, I'm a financial advisor, but I'm also a yoga instructor. How can <laughs> I tie this together? And I'm like, well, let's, let's leave the yoga instructor 
to Facebook or Twitter, and let's just mm. concentrate on the financial advisor for LinkedIn because that's where your audience is. That's what they care about. And so the first thing I would absolutely suggest is making sure that all of those different gigs make sense for LinkedIn, or if they're another social network that would be better suited for them. All right, but once you know exactly which ones make sense for LinkedIn, then what you need to do is, you know, you put them all in as current experiences, and the one that you're spending the most time, the one that, you know, gives you the greatest amount of satisfaction, that's the one you move to the top, and the other ones you have underneath, and you can rearrange those sections of your profile, so you can, you know, drag and drop the experiences in the right order as long as they're concurrent. But within the summary, you do want to make sure that you, you weave it together and you make sense of it. You don't want a person to read it and go, gosh, do they have no focus? Are they really, I mean, are, are they spreading themselves too thin? You don't want them to think that. So you really want to make sure that you're weaving a story that shows that you have passion and you have ability to do all of the work and that you love doing it. Uh, the, my last question, we've talked a lot about, about what to do or how to use these different tools. And I'm um, just, you know, to uh, more of a fun question. What are, what are some of the, maybe the strangest things you've ever seen? Some of the, like, don't ever do this things that maybe you've seen on LinkedIn. Oh, my God. Well, you know, it always comes <laughs> down to that profile picture. <laughs> the smartest, most high-level people will post the most frightening pictures of themselves. <laughs> profile and it always amazes me um, but yeah I would I would highly suggest um, really going to a professional photographer and having a headshot taken one that really shows you in the best light and using that as your profile picture because this is how this is how you're presenting yourself to your audience to your network to the world mm. you know because anyone can find you on Google and so you know these are the eyes of the world are on you you really want to make yourself look great uh, so definitely go to that you know that professional photographer and and invest in how Invest in your brand, really. And, mm. and you want to look professional. You want to look smart. You want to look engaging. You want to look friendly. So make sure you smile. And, you know, please do not have your kids in the picture. Do not have any animals or pets. <laughs> do not use a cartoon character. Do not use a company logo. Uh, you want it to be of yourself, and you want it to be closely cropped around your face. So definitely zoom in. Great. Thank you very much, Donna. Uh, this was very, very, very insightful. Lots of great tips. Uh, your website again, uh, LinkedInMakeover.com, right? And, yeah, and LinkedIn. You, you give a book? Well, it's LinkedIn. You can get to it by LinkedIn Makeover, but if you hit LinkedIn-Makeover.com, yeah. that'll take you directly to the website. And I also have a book available. It's LinkedIn Makeover, Professional Secrets to a Powerful LinkedIn Profile. You can buy a PDF version on my website, but you can also go to Amazon or Barnes and & Noble and, and buy a paperback that way. Excellent. Thank you, Donna. I appreciate you coming on, and, and we look forward to seeing you on LinkedIn. Thank you. I look forward to connecting with you, Isaiah. This is the end of this episode of the Cheeky Scientist Industry Careers for PhDs podcast. Uh, hopefully, you learned a lot of strategies from Donna on how to uh, create a LinkedIn profile that industry hiring managers and recruiters will be able to find and, and will engage them so that you can get the industry job that you want. If you want to receive these podcasts, uh, if you want them delivered directly to your email inbox, all you have to do is go to CheekyScientist.com and email subscribe on the homepage. Uh, again, that, uh, do this and you will get 
uh, these podcasts are delivered directly to you. Uh, for those of you who are our Cheeky Scientist Associates, as always, you will get our live webinars. You will, you will have access to our live webinars, all of our training materials, and access to the full-length versions of these podcasts uh, in, your, in your private dashboard and in your, the, your private online group. So if you, if you associates have any questions, uh, go ahead and go to the group, and, and we will talk to you there. Uh, for the rest of you, thank you for joining us for this podcast, and we look forward to having you on a future episode. Until then, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional.